I've talked at great length about Agenda 21 on this show before. It's got a whole host of new names, Agenda 2020, Agenda 2030, Sustainable Development. But the bottom line is, is decades ago, a plan and a map was put into place. How will people and resources be allocated and distributed across the country? Not for you to say, it's already been planned out where humans are going to go and where humans are not allowed to go. So the bottom line behind all this is there are political pundits out there that they see the writing on the wall, but they refuse to either admit or even acknowledge the fact that this is not by chance, it is by design. And I've talked about Blackstone in the past, buying up all the rental properties. This is just one of the many stepping stones. But as of yesterday, August 1st, the evictions moratorium ended. So what is the country to do? While people are pointing fingers across the aisles of the left-right paradigm and they're pointing fingers at their neighbors, nobody seems to see, except for a small group of people who are actually using their voice, that the writing on the wall says this is a top-down agenda to displace people from their positions of power, to disorient them, move them around, mass exodus from the cities, and now displacement from anywhere so we need to beg for the solution to be given to us. And that solution is going to be the land of renters that we now see ourselves in. But at the end of this, I am going to offer some really esoteric, but also very accessible and practical solutions that we can all engage in that will actually make a host of differences rather than fight the power, rage against the machine. All those kinds of branding slogans that lead to more of this and not enough open hand giving, receiving, and what community is actually meant to do. So if you're interested in any of that, stick around for Waking Infinity News, smash that like button, comment below, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, share the video out far and wide, and get ready for a dose of infinity. Welcome back to Waking Infinity News. I'm your host, Ben Joseph Stewart. Today, we're talking about the great eviction that is upon us. So, back in the fall of 2020, former President Trump, along with the CDC, put a moratorium on evictions, basically telling all landlords and rental um, administrators, you are not allowed to evict people and put them on the streets. Okay. Not only do I have an alternative way to view why this whole situation where people are facing evictions even came up in the first place, history may see it as, oh, remember COVID? Yeah, that pandemic, the virus, that's why the economy got strangled. No, it's not. It's because of human choices and it's by design. But without getting deeply into that, I'm going to take you through everything that is going on in this evictions right now and why it hasn't been taken seriously. While a bunch of money has been thrown in various other directions, millions of families that face being put out on the streets with nowhere to go is by design. And this very, very loose Joe Biden push to extend that moratorium, we'll see if anything actually comes of it. But if nothing comes of it, or if it just continues to go in the direction where people are put out on the streets, then you're going to hear people saying, where's my universal basic income? Why aren't I just allowed housing? Why can't I just get 
healthcare and housing and all these things. And I'm not against any of that. But you're going to hear the narrative build up towards this kind of, we should just be given things from the nanny state, which is the last and final step for people to say, you know what? I shouldn't have to take care of myself. Somebody else should be able to do that for me. I shouldn't have to connect with community. I fear people. I want to put my mask on and stay away from everybody. So please, somebody deliver me from this hardship. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's hop directly into the story. The New York Times showed that the $47 billion emergency rental assistance program to date has only distributed $3 billion. That's 7% of what was supposed to be a crisis averting infusion of cash. So this is a left-leaning article and they do their best to blame Trump and his whole administration while right-leaning articles blame Biden. Okay, Both sides are too busy looking for the low-hanging fruit to blame to see the deeper chess move at play. All this is happening at a time that the fabled Delta variant is surging and people are worried. If people are out on the street, how are they going to socially distance? Remember that number the New York Times gave us, that $47 billion for rental assistance? Well, as of June 2021, $1.5 billion in pandemic relief went to 290,000 tenants. Where's the rest of it? CNN reports there was not enough time to socialize it within our caucuses well as to build a consensus necessary. With a promise for the top lieutenant to revisit the issue ASAP, probably after the break. So there's a break coming. That's why. Everyone needs to go on vacation. We can't worry about all these people that might be displaced, the millions of families that might go on the street. Don't have time. Need to go on vacation. Nancy Pelosi said that the Biden administration only formally asked Congress to pass an extension on Thursday, two days before the program expired. Some might say that this just sounds like politics as usual. We're just too dumb to govern ourselves. There's too many people. There's too much infighting. It's our fault. And we don't have time to take care of millions of families that might be left out on the streets because we have much more important things to do. Because of this virus that has a very, very, very small mortality rate and really a small transmissibility rate and looks almost identical to the flu, um, we need to focus more on pushing vaccines. And there's also things like this where COVID cases are disappearing too quickly so we can't get enough data on the vaccines. Well, well, perhaps everyone's too busy putting together a $550 billion infrastructure bill to spend on roads, bridges, broadband internet, and water infrastructure, or $3.5 trillion in social spending packages. Two numbers that tower over the $47 billion rental assistance package, of which less than $3 billion has been distributed. So what are we to make of all this? All this money is going elsewhere. Families facing evictions or landlords have to lose their ass on people who won't pay. It's a tricky situation, but all tricky situations cause us to fight, infight a lot, rather than seeing the chess move that was played right above them. This is the biggest problem, but no one's talking about Agenda 21. No one's talking about these maps and these plans that have been laid out for a while. And then these chess moves coming from the financial class and Goldman Sachs, Vanguard, Blackstone, BlackRock, that are all basically investing in rental properties and changing what this land is. 
ownership of land and where people are going to live is in rapid flux since this COVID thing that seems very sketchy to most people. And while it seems sketchy, nobody's putting it together and actually taking a look at what's happening. And I've talked about Agenda 21 quite a bit. So I'm not going to go any deeper. Actually, I want to divert into what are the real esoteric arcane solutions. First, what does esoteric mean? It means something that nobody else can do for you. You can only access it within. So nobody else can prove what you're experiencing, nor can they disprove what you're experiencing. And this is why most people in the news, they don't touch the esoteric side. Why? Because they don't have anything other than old authors to fall upon, and they're afraid of being called too woo-woo or new age, so they don't look into human potential at all. Here are some examples of people who have gone way deep into their own human potential. Daniel Kish is a guy who lost his sight at the age five and learned to echolocate on his own so he didn't have to stop riding his bike. Wim Hof noticed too many pussies complaining about how cold natural bodies of water were and decided to show that simply changing your breathing for a couple of minutes can keep you warm in Arctic water and stave off E. coli infections. Ellen Boudreau not only can tell exactly what hour, minute, and second of the day it is at any time without technology, she also has incredible musical abilities and can also echolocate while chirping, Suck it, Daniel Kish! Kim Peek not only inspired the film Rain Man, but could read two pages at the same time, one with his left and one with his right eye. He also memorized 12,000 books and became an expert in geography, history, literature, and other lies that authority spreads about the world and its inhabitants through books. I mean, holy hell, human beings are amazing when they really, really want to be. When they don't want to be, they turn out like Republicans. When they do want to be, but they don't want to do it for themselves, they want to complain until somebody else does it for them, then they turn out like Democrats. That's right. When they want to impress their college professor that's been bought and paid for probably by China, then they'll turn out to be like a socialist or a communist. When they were beaten up in school by anyone for any reason whatsoever, they probably turned into technocrats and they're putting you and your entire family and everyone you love under the blockchain for constant surveillance in the nanny state that you will be governed by very soon if we don't remember that, holy hell, we are humans and we have so much power and potential. So, here's what we can do. Here are the actual conclusions of what a human being can do when we're not allowing ourselves to be conditioned by technology, our phone, telling us who and what we are, what we're living on, what kind of power we have, and why it's important to actually connect with the earth in a psychological state. Some call it meditation. Some call it the quietude and the void and the vacancy and the Tao by which all resources are actually inherent within. And to access all those resources, it isn't something you're given. It's not a right or an inalienable right that we need to write about on a document. It is that thing within us that we have access to. If we want to access that, if we want to calm our nervous system down, if we want to feed our body correctly, breathe in the right way, focus our mind with visualizations, and listen with silence and reverence for all that we have access to and all that consciousness has access to, then you really start have, having to shave away 
all those influences and all those people that tell us who we are, that give us clues as to who and what we are and how minuscule we are, all those influences that help diminish us away from our human potential. So we just have to watch the news and stand obliterated by the massive amount of power that we don't have. Then you're going to want to listen to these solutions deeply. Did you know that during the American Revolution, if you believe the history books, less than 4% of the population actually joined the revolution? And if you believe the books, it was a bloody revolution. But imagine if 10% of the population decided to join in on peaceful non-compliance. What would that look like? Imagine if more people were creating art, music, movies, even flash dances in celebration of life rather than playing into the fear of death. So this Thursday, I'm going to be doing a podcast with Matava Seti. He is the author of the book Woke. I met him out at Foster and Kimberly Gamble's house just a couple months ago when I was doing that big road trip I told you all about. And he made a statement about what's going on in the world and what's important that has stuck with me. He said, we need to demonstrate not how to survive at all costs, but how to fully live no matter what is going on in the world. So it's not about a demonstration of surviving the fear and the chaos and all these things that we're told are coming to kill us on the outside of us. It's about aligning our nervous system and living into our power no matter what. Not surviving at all costs, living no matter what. There's a huge difference. Charles Eisenstein also said very shortly after that meeting, I went on a trip with him and he said that because of the governance and the, the state of mental governance that we're under, we're seeing that people are bowing at the altar of safety. All that we're talking about is how to keep people safe. So all of our power comes from aligning your nervous system. Here's the tip and trick I'll give you. All the rest is going to be over at benjosephstewart.com in the members section for the deeper dive. The first thing you want to do is calm your nervous system down. Did you just read something online? Did you just check something on your Telegram feed that's telling you more about the vaccines, more about the variants, more about the whatever that you should be afraid of outside, more about even the conspiracy? Because mind you, even conspiracy theorists, many of them are so locked in the fear state that they don't know what to do. They withdraw from life. And this is by design. So unless conspiracy is empowering you and reminding you that, oh, I'm not fucked up. The world is fucked up. And the world is only fucked up to show me how to come back into alignment. If it's only showing me what fucked up looks like and how to align with that, then you're not going deep enough. You're not allowing it to empower yourself. You should probably put the phone down. The grand point of all of this is if you don't know how to balance your breathing. Not way at the top of your breath where people are in anxiety. Not way at the bottom of your breath where everyone's in depression. I'm talking about feeling the breath. Letting it breathe you. Feeling your nervous system come back into alignment because you know how to. Not because the outside world says, it's safe now. You can go back to normal. Start breathing normally. No, you are the only one that's going to be able to give you that impulse. So start breathing normally. Drink a little bit more water. 
sit in silence a little bit more. Walk slowly, barefoot, along the ground. Watch how this actually calms your nervous system down. Spend some time in nature. Play a little bit. Play extensively. Exercise. Breathe more. It processes. It moves. It does things to the body that for the longest time we've known is good for your psychological and physical health. Guess what's not? Sitting in front of a computer, staring into a screen, holding technology that's emitting non-ionizing radiation, which is still very damaging to the body. Get out of your house and do what people in those blue zones are doing. Talk to human beings. Be in the vicinity with them. This, whatever pandemic it is, is not scary enough for you to cut off all social ties. You need to get back in touch with your community. It's good for you. That's what all the Blue Zone people have found. Even though they're drinking wine, eating bread and butter and whatever, you know, it's not about the diet. It's not about those little tiny factors that a magazine will tell you. It's about your social relationships. Live your life at all costs. Don't just go for survival. I'm going to leave it at that. Go over to benjosephstewart.com, become a member, get access to the deeper dives, because the one associated with this episode, the one that's going to air today, will have everything to do with the esoteric solutions going far deeper into how to align your nervous system at all costs. No matter what's going on in the outside world, you have that power. So I'll catch you all next time on Waking Infinity News. 